Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Welcome to our 101st episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week, or this month, we're featuring uh, Rock Town uh, bourbon and whiskeys uh, for the month of May. And we, uh, so we decided to do a Rock Town drink, which is their take on a whiskey sour. Yeah. Um, I just, we just shot the video for it. So those of you that are now watching or listening to the episode, if you haven't already, join the Marriage on the Rock Speakeasy Facebook group, and you can see exactly what goes into a Rocktown Sour. It's got a different ingredient in it than a normal whiskey sour, which makes it look like this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's really good. It, it is. It's very yeah, good. I love it. Um, so yeah, we'll, like I said, we're featuring uh, Rocktown, uh, some of the different whiskeys from Rocktown because they do they don't only have whiskey they have um vodka they have gin mm-hmm. um and one thing that they've been doing is they have been making hand sanitizer during this coronavirus pandemic mm-hmm. so um they're a great company and great people over there yeah 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 check them out um we're gonna, yeah, like you said, we're gonna kind of showcase a few different drinks. Yeah, I like, I like using some of their actual drinks, drinks, their cocktails that they have, and share uh-huh. those with people. So, um, this one, of course, it's a whiskey sour, ver- their version of whiskey sour, but it's got their sour mash. Um, it's the four grain sour mash, really good whiskey. We had it last week, just straight up phenomenal. Yeah, just neat is yeah. great. Oh, um, so good. Over rocks, it's really good mixed in there. Yeah, but yeah, we so we're featuring the Rocktown drinks this month. Um, also, we wanted to to say to go ahead and um, stop your or pause your phone right now or whatever you're listening on, and rate and review us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, we it really helps us uh, get more ratings and, um, yeah. like and, we said, we 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 see the thousands of numbers every week of listeners. Uh-huh. And who's listening to the episodes? Just please rate us. Yeah, give us a five star review on there, or a five star rating. Review us if you would like. Just help us out a little bit with that. Yeah, I know because uh, I think we said before it's it's not hard to to just do the five stars at least, it. but I mean it takes a little bit more effort to do mm-hmm. um, the actual review. But I mean if you if you like us, why not? Share why yeah. you like us. <laughs> right. Uh, also, we wanted to let you guys know that our marriageontherocks.net um, is we now have apparel on there, um, including these hats that we have featured and also this this cool little uh, mug. And yeah, On the back it says before, or yeah, but, but first, first coffee, with- and the coffee's crossed out and it's replaced with whiskey. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, those of you that have purchased stuff, we appreciate it. If you haven't been to the website, marriageontherocks.net, M-O-T-R gear is where you can find everything. Right now, the hats will ship out within two to three days. Um, but because of 
COVID, things like that, our manufacturer that prints all of our shirts, they're running behind. And so there's going to be some delays with the apparel. Um, is that affecting the mugs and stuff like that? It seems like the mug the came mug, like that. The mugs, it's a little bit longer than normal, but mm-hmm. not. it wasn't too yeah. bad. Uh-huh. So the, those of you that have ordered and you're like, what the heck? You know, we understand yeah. they're, they're moving slow. It's not the shipping. It's actually because they can't, because of social distancing, they can't have all of their employees working on the floor at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just don't have the manpower to, to push these things out like they did. So there is a, a, a delay in the apparel that you would order aside from the hats. The hats are available right now. So go in there. Check yeah. them out. We actually have them on sale because we launched them, and uh, we're shipping these directly from our house. So yeah, yeah. So get on, on there, there get and yeah, grab you um, some Marriage on the Rocks gear. So this week we are actually we're going to be talking about. We've talked about exes before. Um, I think being friends with times, exes. Yeah. And uh, was it a couple different times? Yeah, because we, we talked about being friends, specific. and we talked about um, getting back with your ex. Oh, yes, yeah, so oh, we've, we've right. done two yeah, X episodes. Done. Yeah, so, um, but this week we're going to be talking about signs, I guess, to know if you are over your ex. Mm-hmm. Um, you or your partner, if your partner is over them. Well, the, the ex thing, anytime you have, those of you that have, are on your journey to where we went or where we're at when you ended that bad relationship. Um, that incompatible partnership that you had and you start to move on, sometimes you find out that the X thing is a major point of contention. So I think that it's something that we just continually run into with, with new listeners, old listeners, old listeners that are just now going through divorce or have are trying to get in a new relationship, but the exes just seem to rear their ugly heads and can cause some issues. And yeah. so this one was really, we, we came about this because of okay. questions cool. and, and people reaching out to us asking. And so... We really kind of want to look at it from the perspective of, you know, signs that you're not over your ex, things things you may not think about, things you may be doing subconsciously, things you may be doing intentionally but not thinking it's that big of a deal, mm-hmm. and then applying that to, because we had people reach out and say, I don't think my partner is over their ex. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done this and that, but they try to dismiss it as something innocent and that I'm making a big deal out of nothing, but how can I really tell if... It is nothing or they aren't over them. So that's really kind of where this yeah, this where topic came, came from. from. Mm-hmm. So, but before we get started with that, Seth has his funny-ass post yeah. of the week. I just, I saw this this week and I don't know why I didn't think of it myself because <laughs> it seems like something I would say, um, but it was great. I said, couples that refer to themselves as kings and queens have holes in their drywall. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I think I it's true. It is. I know. Well, I mean, I guess I, I guess we don't associate with those, those types of couples. But I could totally picture that. Like, I could totally picture some of these kings and queens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's people that house. people that re- that really kind of get behind this. It, it it's just it's almost comical mm-hmm. with the pedestal they choose to put their own relationship on. Um, and they're usually not anywhere near an example of a good, healthy relationship in any way, shape, or form. No, I know, yeah. If you mean king and queen, like back in the old day when the king was a, a tyrant, fat piece of shit, <laughs> and the queen was kind of this subservient, but kind of bitchy person, uh-huh. then okay. Right. Yeah, you are king and queen. Yeah, so I know. run with that title all you want. <laughs> I just saw that and thought it was hilarious. I know, yeah, that's funny. 
so yes, again, we are talking about signs that you are, I guess, not over your ex. So one of the signs that you may not be over your ex is you talk about them constantly, all the time. And we were, we were like looking at, into some of these and some of the stuff that's said out there says that even, of course, if you're talking great about your ex, you're not over them. Mm-hmm. But if you are, even if you're talking negatively about your ex, um, people still say that you're not over your ex. And I I think, of course, I will defend that point because I've talked about my ex on here. I am clearly... When I say... And I guess maybe that's that's the definition that people may miss on. When I say I'm over something, that means I'm no longer interested in being part of that in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I still don't want to bash it doesn't mean I still don't want to remind people how awful something could be, but I'm in no way, shape, or form pining that I'm back into that scenario. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm that way with, with pretty much any relationship once, once it ends. I can look on things either fondly or negatively, but it's not with the desire to relive those moments or, you know, quote-unquote, not be over it because you're still romantically wanting involvement. Mm-hmm. And so I think that... Are they, when some, when an expert says, well, if you're talking bad about your ex, you're not over them, do they mean you're not over them in the fashion that you still want to be with them? Or do they mean you haven't f- completely finished healing yet? Mm-hmm. Or, or what? I don't know how deep they mean behind that. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there, there are, there are some people even on the other side of that where, they think that well, if I if I don't say anything bad about my ex and I just say positive things, that's that's me being a bigger person. I know. And that's a sign that you are not over your ex. Yeah. And of course, I'm saying that because I'm on the other side of that. <laughs> um, but well, I, I, know, I think I mean, people I think people can really get split on that. I think that like they, I mean, obviously, both of us talk about our exes. In not that great of a light. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we need bad examples of marriages and relationships, and, and those it's not were, us. yeah, those were bad examples. Were, were our previous yeah. relationships. So of course we're gonna tell you all our experiences and talk about our exes that way. But honestly, it's not like we talk about our exes like that with, amongst each other, yeah. like all the time. Yeah, or, you know, it's it's pretty much we don't, we, the only time they really come up is when we're looking at topics and, and I'm like oh my gosh yeah, she used to do that oh I can tell this story about yeah. that or you're like oh he used to try this and, uh-huh. and so that that's usually how it comes up but it's not it's not even part of our daily no. conversation no or weekly conversation in any way shape or form uh-huh. but I where, where I wanted this on the list are those people that will actively promote and talk and speak in very high regard of their ex in front of their current partner. Uh-huh. Well, okay, and, and not only that, so what <laughs> irritates me, I mean, I guess this isn't, uh, maybe it would be signs your family isn't over your ex <laughs> mm. <laughs> or something, but when your family talks good about your ex too, like, yeah. and I don't know, you're just like, just, okay, like, why, why do you even have to say anything at all? Mm-hmm. You know, don't. It's like that, uh, like how we, we've said before, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, it used to be, don't, don't say, say anything, anything at all. all. But now it's, if you don't have anything nice to say, 
make up some bullshit yeah. to sound really nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I know so many people. I've, I've known yeah, a lot we, of people that, that do that. I've seen that when somebody, you know, if, if their ex was connected in some sort of way, if their ex was... Um, had a had a more prestigious career if their ex had a higher level of education mm-hmm. if their ex you know had you know so, seen any type of even mediocre fame mm-hmm. you would hear somebody like immediately speak up like if you're like oh yeah I'm, oh you're a big baseball fan yeah my ex my ex uh, played minor league ball for whatever in front of their their new non-athletic boyfriend yeah and it's like why does that matter uh-huh. I mean that doesn't make a deeper connection between you and I because you used to date a guy that was into baseball and I like baseball. Uh-huh. That How does that even further connect us? You only say those things to either be hurtful or out of straight ignorance. Mm-hmm. So you need to really watch how you communicate about your ex in front of your current partner because some of those I don't want to say anything mean things and you turn it into this say a bunch of nice bullshit instead is can be hurtful. Yeah. To your current partner. Yes. Or are you wanting that to get back to your ex? Oh, yeah, I was at a party the other day with your ex-wife, and she was talking about what a great guy you were and what a great dad you were in front of everybody at the party, including her new husband. Yeah. I mean, what do you think he's going to be like, oh, I heard what you said at the party. You want to hook back up? I mean, I don't understand what the point is. Yeah, you know? I know. I barely, I very rarely have anything nice to say about people at all, so I really don't <laughs> understand that. <laughs> Well, and I, I know, I, I, but I still don't understand it. And I do say nice things about mm-hmm. people. And it's it's just, I think that it's, obvi- it's obvious that you're not over your ex if you're doing that, if you're talking about them all the time. One of the areas where this gets, I don't even want to say tricky or sticky, because for me it's still black and white, but I think some people could get their feathers <laughs> ruffled over it. Um, we, we've had people reach out about their current partners not being over a deceased ex. Oh, I know. And nobody wants to talk dead or talk bad about the dead. Yeah. And so they will talk very highly about their deceased ex because they don't want to say anything negative. So they don't want to reiterate any of the bad experiences. They don't want to talk about any of the, the awful things in a relationship. And you can't it's like I've said on here about somebody trying to compete with a celebrity. You can't compete with somebody that's not here anymore. Uh-huh. And if you try, you're going to lose. Yeah. And your partner that is still attached to this dead ex that you can't compete with is putting you in that lose-lose situation. Right. I know. Well, and I mean, I think that, <clears throat> like, I know that it's it's kind of, it's kind of sticky with, uh, because most of the people that we have seen that have reached out... It, it hasn't been that they were with that person when they died. It's not like they're a widow or a widower. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you clarified that. Um, and, and that's, I think that that's different. They had already moved on, uh-huh. and then after they had moved on, the ex died in some way. Yeah, yes, exactly. And then it became... Or so, a, so, so they think that they moved on. I mean, so yeah, they, they say they moved that on. They, yeah. they were in they another were relationship, over, yeah. I'll say that. They were, they were all in other relationships. Mm-hmm. And then the ex dies, mm-hmm. and then it becomes this, oh, they hung the moon mm-hmm. type of conversation. Yeah. And it's like, well, you were an ex for a reason. It couldn't have been that great, or you would have been together. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of that comes out of guilt. I, I think it's so much guilt-driven uh, yeah. behind it. So, yeah. I don't know, but I, I just wanted to kind of bring that up. I know. Yeah, that's, I know, that's a, a good one. Well, and, and, I mean, speaking of 
comparing and stuff like that um, because you can't you know you can't compare yourself to a dead ex but you shouldn't be comparing your ex to your current partner either and if you are comparing your ex to you mean basically saying your new partner doesn't live up to your ex right yeah not the other way around uh-huh right yeah you hopefully you can right. look at your current partner <laughs> yeah. and be like, oh my gosh this person's way better than my last yeah and here's all the reasons why uh-huh. but if you start sitting there and, and and doing that that negative comparison like oh they never did that and that's that's one of the problems that I've seen people have, especially when someone, when you, when you see a relationship end that ended very one-sidedly. One person goes the one usually the one that ends the relationship because they don't feel they're being fulfilled from the other partner. If the other partner is actually a really good catch, and they go that person that ends it goes back out into the sea of people to start dating again. Even subconsciously, they hold that person as the comparative basis. Mm-hmm. And if you keep running into people that don't compare and don't meet even the standard of your ex, you maybe made a bad decision on ending that relationship in the first place. Yeah. Um, not to say it shouldn't have ended. Well, but I, I think mean... that there, I think that that may be a sign for people that you need to really look at what you're doing and bringing to the table. And, well, and was it was it really that bad? Yeah, was it as bad as you think it was? Uh-huh. In your head? Yeah, and I mean, and because I mean, not to not to downplay because I think that if you're not happy, you're not happy, mm-hmm. and you maybe you shouldn't even be with anybody. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. Sometimes all. if you're not happy. If you're not happy married, then you're not happy single, you're not happy in your relationship. It doesn't take a scientist to figure out who's the result of your unhappiness. And it's not your ex, it's not your current, it's you. Mm-hmm. You need to fix you first. Mm-hmm. So if you can't seem to be happy in any relationship, are you a shitty partner picker? Probably. Yeah. But there's a big, big chance you are a unhappy, unsatisfied person no matter what. Yeah. Well, and that's where you have to figure out yeah. what's going on in your life and mm-hmm. your brain and and everything and and try to figure out how to make sure that you are actually happy. Mm-hmm. And then you can find a good partner. <laughs> yep. Hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, comparing I mean comparing your partner to to your Well, some people vocalize that. Oh. Yeah. That's exactly what so-and-so oh. did. Or so-and-so would have never done that. Oh, my gosh. You know? Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, man. I couldn't imagine. Like, I mean, okay. I guess. But you don't compare us in a... a poly- you don't... Com- you don't <laughs> nothing your ex did yeah. is, is anything anything better positive. than you've done. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, you've said stuff like, Oh, I'm so glad that you don't do this. Right. Um, but if you were saying, oh my gosh, well, you know, she made better lasagna than you. <laughs> so you're going to have to, you know, step up your game yeah. and not make lasagna at all or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be so irritating. And I feel for you people that, that are going through that, that your, your partner is telling you those things. Yep. That's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is you refuse to discuss your past relationships. Yeah, so it's kind of a catch-22 where it's like, well, you don't want to talk about it too much. 
but then you don't want to talk about it at all. If, if somebody's very bottled up about their past relationship, that may be a sign that they're not over how it ended. They haven't felt the appropriate amount of closure. Um, they may be too bitter to talk. They may get too emotional to talk about it. Nothing is more infuriating to a guy when he's in a relationship with a girl and his current girlfriend starts to cry over something that they remember about or talk, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, knowing that your ex is still controlling your emotions, your partner's emotion, or knowing, knowing your girlfriend, I'll say girlfriend, your girlfriend's ex is still controlling her emotions is very upsetting for a guy mm-hmm. to see. And it's like, why? And most guys react the same. Why do you let him do this to you? Why are you even crying about it? You know? And so sometimes people will be like, I'm just not going to talk about my ex at all because I get too emotional about it. Mm-hmm. And you need to get those emotions under control and to a point where you can have a constructive conversation of, of criticism, of, of closure, of whatever it may be about your past relationship. But if you're that tight-lipped and that uncomfortable talking about it, that's a sign you, you, you haven't fully moved on. Yeah, I mean, I think that being a woman, you, sometimes you have those those moments of being I mean I think that I've even gotten like choked up on here because of something that I said about my ex or something and and it's not that I'm not over him because I'm well over him but it's just sometimes as a woman it's and I I know that no guy is gonna understand it (laughs) but you just well, I think that for me anyway, it's like, I, I'm like, thank God. Thank God I'm not having to be in that situation anymore. Thank God, you know, I had the nerve or the the courage to get mm-hmm. out of that situation. And so I think that like those types of emotions are are real and it's okay for for women to at least express how they feel. What about women that like cry on their what would have been anniversary? Oh, that's ridiculous. No. That's... Or something like that. I think that, yeah, I think that there's certain, there's definitely certain things that like it's, it's like, no, you, you're not over them. But I don't know. I, I guess like, Maybe if you're look if you are looking at at those things like oh this would have been our anniversary or whatever yeah you're not over them but if you're looking at them like like how I do and are um, thankful <laughs> mm-hmm. for your new life then it's different yeah yeah okay yeah. Uh, I another one is you you still communicate with them and I think mm-hmm. I mean obviously we had a whole episode about being friends with your ex yeah but yeah so no shocker this is on here yeah but still communicating with them it's and we mean voluntarily communicating and we mean manipulatively communicating yeah what we don't mean is you have a child a child not an adult a child who still needs both parental guidance figures in their life, who needs parents to co-parent to make decisions for that child, who have to communicate to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. That's what we're not talking about. What we are talking about is the random texts to and from your ex, 
or the manipulative text that your ex sends you trying to get you to do something for them and you responding to it. Mm -hmm. Or you don't have kids together or the kids are not part of the conversation, but you're still communicating via social media, via text, via phone, whatever it is you're doing. The unwarranted connection and communication should stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, and we had somebody reach out um, recently and she was saying that her her current boyfriend is communicating communicating with his ex and and they have kids together and stuff like that and um and it was it seemed like it was a little bit too far beyond he offered just, to go above and beyond to do something for her yeah and the current girlfriend was not comfortable with that mm -hmm. answer and he didn't think it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I know that some people, men will say this, well, you need to understand she's the mother of my children. Yeah. Like that's supposed to be some big get out of jail free card for this bitch that's ruining your current well, relationship. Well, that's so irritating. That is so, well, you I immediately, imagine. You immediately tell your current partner, you don't compare to them because of this reason right here. Because you're not yeah. the mother of my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and your your spouse trumps parent, mm -hmm. period. Yeah. And you can disagree with me all day, and you can feel free to be wrong, but that you're wrong. <laughs> spouse, tr if you want a good, healthy, happy, fun relationship, spouse trumps whoever the parent of your children is. Yeah, whoever your own parents are. Uh huh. I mean, it trumps should trump everything. Yeah. Um. And so I, I can't stand that response. Well, you need to understand she's the mother of my child or my children. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Who cares? That What does that... You are literally slamming and bashing your current partner who's just bringing up how they feel about your dumbass response to that ex. Mm -hmm. And you're giving your ex exactly what they want in that situation mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. For you and your current partner. To get in a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's not good. I mean, we... I don't even think we have that on here, but that if you or your partner's ex gets you two into fights, that ex-relationship is out of the bounds of something normal. Or I, I don't want to say normal. Out of the bounds of something constructive. Yeah. And, and it needs to stop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we are huge advocates of anything negative. And, you know, people always post those dumbass posts like, I don't need that negativity in my life. Well, we truly feel that way about relationships. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's going to bring negativity in your relationship, you need to get them the fuck out of there. Yeah. And limit. And if you have to communicate because you have children, it should be limited. It should be professional. I talked about it on here before where my, my ex would get into these moods mm -hmm. where, and according to my son, she would fight with her boyfriend or new husband or whatever she would fight with my son and then she would want to fight with me mm -hmm. and she would just get in these little moods and if she texts me and it didn't have anything to do with the well-being of our child i would not engage with her mm -hmm. i just quit i quit letting her even put me in a bad mood because i'm not going to engage with that because i don't have to i had to fight with her for 12 fucking years i didn't have to do that anymore so you'd be damned if you're going to sucker me into those fights yeah and we were very fortunate that her actions didn't ever get us in a fight no uh -uh. because we we put what we wanted and needed in our relationship ahead of our past relationships yeah exactly i know yeah i think that 
I, it seems like a lot of exes will do that, will be manipulative about mm-hmm. it, and will do that on, on purpose. Well, and they try to pass it off like it's innocent. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, and they're, they're full of shit. Mm-hmm. It, it was very intentional. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and they come up with bullshit excuses. They come up with, with you know, false pretenses to engage or to ruffle feathers or to cause an issue. I mean, you were married to them. You know how manipulative they are. So don't think that that just stops because you're divorced. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. I know. I, I remember, like, I remember you telling me about the, the time where uh, your ex, she did something and when she was decided to be your ex <laughs> and you were and you like went off on her and you're like you're not going to oh it was because uh where i i didn't have any money uh-huh. and she was moving to the most expensive part of the denver metro area mm-hmm. um the most richest heist because lo and behold that's where her her secret boyfriend lived and i couldn't afford to live anywhere near there so i was having to look over in the you know, less savorable, favorable, savory. I think I was trying to say savory and favorable together and oh. just said savorable. <laughs> but in the less savory parts of town, because that's the only place I could afford at the time. Mm-hmm. And she had the nerve to tell me, you're just moving that far away because you're trying to do that on purpose to me. And it was like out of anything you could say to me, mean, we, we had just done our finance sheet and I was like negative $150 a month being on my own in Denver, making what I was making um, at the time as a fucking security guard. Mm-hmm. And so she had the nerve to say that, and I, I got in her face and screamed at her and yelled at her and told her, you know, you got to tell me what to do for the last 12 years. You're not allowed to ever do that again. Um, and that was the end of that discussion. Good. Yeah. That, <laughs> it was like, it, 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 to me, it feels like a powerful moment for you. <laughs> oh. And you mean powerful, like real powerful. Not real like, powerful. Like, not like the fake powerful that yeah. losers say. Right? Oh, oh okay. no, no. I mean real powerful. Right. Like you, yeah. You, <laughs> it was like, yeah. Like, I just, I feel good. I felt good for you, like hearing you say that, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, so, oh, yeah. So another, I mean, we, I, I kind of brought up the family stuff here. Mm-hmm. But, so, I mean, I brought up family saying nice things about, about my ex or whatever. But a, another one is to, that you are keeping in touch with their, their family. family. yeah. That is the, a big sign yeah. that you're not over your ex. And even if you're, and once again, I, I, maybe it's not necessarily that, you're not over as you you would take them back if they would have you, but it is your refusal to move on. Yeah, it is your you are you are preventing your own closure and healing process by keeping in touch with people that don't give two shits about you, no matter what they say. Mm-hmm. And and that is such it's such a self destructive choice to make that people just think are very innocent and think that it's very good intended. Oh, I've known I've known their family my whole life. I can't just not be a part of it. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. You need to move on with your life and your goals and your connections and your future. Don't dwell in the past by, you know, 
hitching up to your ex's family. Yeah. I mean, it looks sad. It looks pathetic. Everybody thinks it's a weak decision. And it's unhealthy for you. Absolutely unhealthy for you. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've said on here before that, you know, I really... I really got along with my my ex's sisters, mm-hmm. and they had kids, and so I was, you know, their aunt, and I had to give up all of that. Yeah, you know, it's not I. I I, I couldn't have still been in their life, mm-hmm. and I'm not their aunt. You know, I wasn't married. Honestly, I wasn't married to their to their uncle. Or to their brother, or whatever, and um, and so, and even if you are married, though, I still don't think that yeah. that is. Um, a, a it's not a reason to, to stay. Stick around, and it, whether you're married for two years or twenty five years, it's not a reason to stay. Mm-hmm. Longevity and length of connection to something, no matter how destructive it may be, is no reason to keep your foot in that pool of water. Mm-hmm. You can't move on if you're still attached to the past. Yeah. And the family that is connected to your ex represents a past that you need to move on from. Yeah. Plain and simple. I mean, it's people will make that overly complicated. People will come up with reasons, justification why they're so oh so special that they can't or why they haven't or that they're so noble because of this, because somebody had this disease or somebody died of this or because I've known them since I was two or because whatever your reason is, it's not good enough for me. And you don't have to make it good enough for me. Once again, you can be wrong all day. I don't care. <laughs> but I'm telling you for your own mental health, physical well-being, and future moving on. And what you tend to see is people that do do this never move on. I know. They end up being, you know, Uncle Solo for the rest of their life because they're attached to, you know, their ex's family the whole time and never go out and get a new wife. I know. Now, who's, who's Uncle So-and-so? Oh, that's So-and-so's ex. Okay, so he's not really anybody's uncle mm-hmm. anymore, right? Well, okay, technically not. Why is he at the reunion? Why is he at this? Why is he going here on Facebook with your, with your other uncle? Why are they doing this together? You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's not healthy for them. When somebody should sit uncle down and say, "Hey, unc, <laughs> you need to move on, bro. Yeah, it's time to get out there, get back in the game. You need to leave all of us behind so you can move on with you." Yeah, it would be so much better to. I think that those people would eventually be happier. Yeah, you know, it's you are holding yourself back from moving on and doing other things in your life. And when I guess my question to those type of people is, when you go visit the family of your ex and you see pictures of your ex, do you get happy, Mm -hmm. or does it irritate you? When you go to a family function and your ex and their new partner is there, does that make you happy? Or are you miserable because of it? Or are you irritated? Are you angry? I mean, if you have negative emotions of it, just cut that part out of your life and don't have negative emotions anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't have to torture yourself. I mean, it's just it's a weird thing to me. I know. I don't understand it. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, it's another weird thing. is Because uh, we, we, we know people that are currently doing this, but where their, their ex is now... The uncle, quote the godparent or something, to their their kids with their new yeah. partner. Now I <laughs> so weird. That's beyond me. I don't yeah. know. That's like that's. So I think odd. people think that that's a very adult thing. Yeah. Like, like oh, we're so mature and we're we're so next level. It doesn't bother us. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I gave a, a 
pretty rough example of, of you, are you okay with that? Hey, little buddy, are you okay that your uncle here used to stick his ding-a-ling in your mom? <laughs> Is that cool with you? Is that cool with your dad? I know. You know, I mean, that's just, like, that's just so beyond weird to me i know yeah that is <laughs> it's just odd so yeah the the exes that you say are our family mm-hmm. and <laughs> you weren't ever even i mean it was just a fucking ex yeah. so just <laughs> move on get over them uh, i think people just don't really know what closure means i really just don't i i, I think there are so many people today that are scared of they all talk a big game about you know, one door closes, another door open, and, and you can't move on to the next chapter of your life until you turn the page. And these are the same idiots that don't know how to shut the door or how to turn the fucking page. Mm-hmm. And they're doing themselves a disservice. And so I, I just, I don't think people really know how to cope with a full cutoff, mm-hmm. clean break, dirty break, closure. I just, I know. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, so another one <clears throat> is that you're more concerned over what your ex thinks than your current partner. Mm-hmm. That is just, that's toxic. And we mean this in light of, let's go back to that, you said toxic, but let, let, I like that. Let's, let's go back to that kind of confrontational or that, that choice of a text. If your ex says, hey, this is going on and... I, I need you to come over here and, and fix my car so I can take our child to baseball this weekend. And you f- you're like, oh, well, I'm going to do the noble thing. I'm a nice guy. I get along with my ex. She's the mother of my child. I'm going to go over there and fix her car. And your current partner is like, hey, do you really think that's the best idea? Mm-hmm. I don't want you over at your ex's house, you know, working on her vehicle. And the guy's looking at it as, well, I don't look at it as her vehicle. It's, it's my, my responsibility to make sure that my child has transportation and it's safe. And so you come up with these noble reasons that you tend to use to make your current partner feel like shit by using as, this is why I'm doing this. It's not because of what you're thinking. It's because of this. And I call bullshit mm-hmm. on that. But if your partner is like, I, I don't feel comfortable with this. I don't think this is a good idea. I think she's trying to manipulate you. Why? Her brother's a fucking mechanic. Why can't he fix the car? Mm-hmm. She, you know, she lives right down the street from this. Why can't she ask a neighbor? She lives on this. I mean, well, she's doing this to get. So the the partner knows she's full of shit, but she, your partner's not the mother of your child, so she didn't have that trump card that you've already played. Mm-hmm. You as the guy, if you look at that and you're like, well, I don't want to fight with the mother of my child, and I don't want to fight with my current partner, but. My current partner will get over it better than my ex, so I'll go help my ex. When you make a choice to do that, to avoid confrontation with your ex, and you choose to have confrontation with your partner, or you choose to ignore the feelings of your current partner, you are choosing your ex over your current partner. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize that that's what they're doing. No. They think it really is. that They, they lie to themselves and tell them that it's a noble, it's an innocent decision, and I'm just being a good guy, and I'm just helping out. When you're just playing into what your ex wants, and your current partner knows that, but they're trying to say that without actually saying. You're getting played by a fool by this bitchy woman that's still controlling your emotions. Well, and I think that a problem that that most people in that situation would make, like the the girlfriend Mm -hmm. would make, is 
the she doesn't say exactly what she's thinking in that moment that you know that that ex-wife calls and says hey my car isn't working Mm -hmm. you know she's just like oh okay do you think that you should go over there and that's it you know well they do one of two things they either take a very passive approach or they get confrontational immediately yeah you dumb motherfucker you gonna play into that bitch's hand like that uh-huh. Little punk bitch. <laughs> That's true. And then the guy's like, "Damn right I am." I know. I oh, I mean, I think that, I think that. A, I guess that's true. It's either one or two, one of two ways. But because I was thinking more of the, the passive aggressive. Yeah, way. like they just try to kind of hint around. Yeah, about it. yeah. I, and, I agree. I think that probably happens more. And that's not how you should handle it. You should tell them this is how I feel. And this is why, but don't get into a fight about it. And the focus of the conversation is how, not what the ex is doing. You don't want to attack the ex in that situation. What you want to do, if you're that partner that feels you're getting slighted, the focus of the conversation needs to be how it's making you feel and how your partner's decisions are affecting you. Mm -hmm. Not what the ex has said, even though we know that that's really the cause of the effect, Mm -hmm. your point of conversation you don't want it to turn into this what you don't want is your partner to be able to be like well you just don't like my ex because she's my ex and you got to get over that yeah you want to take that piece of the argument away mm-hmm. and say it's not about that this is just how it makes me feel and i don't know i can't explain exactly why and i may not have the best reason why but this makes me feel insecure it makes me feel powerless it makes me feel unwanted it makes me feel disconnected from you and it's negatively affecting our relationship Mm -hmm. and if you can keep the focus on that if you're with a halfway decent guy they should be able to look at that situation and say you know what you're right i can't i can't keep doing these things for my ex because it's damaging what i could have in my potential relationship over here Mm -hmm. yeah it's bad enough you lost one relationship you don't want to let that person make you lose two (laughs) i know yeah and I think that the the people just get wrapped around the well they don't they just don't say things correctly. Mm-hmm. They automatically just jump into something bad mm-hmm. either on either side. So <clears throat> if the girl is kind of being I guess passive aggressive about it and then the guy gets defensive. I think that's a big sign, really. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think that most people, or a lot of people, maybe not most, but a lot of people start to act just, I don't know, like not in a good way to where they are, um, they, it, it just gets confrontational before even having a conversation well yeah it's not constructive in any way shape or form Uh and there's no resolve it's just bickering Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and that's that's where it ends badly is is just the bickering piece you you just you can't talk and you can't say something (laughs) such as poured him a new uh just a neat glass of the well i finished my mixed drink yeah i finished my sour now i need just some straight up urban yeah but i don't know so if if your partner is that way you know and they're not being 
concerned with your feelings, mm-hmm. I think that you you you, you need to, to look at that. Yeah. You need to be like, well, who is more important? Mm-hmm. And I think that you need to bring it up, but in a and a good trying way. to trying to get your partner to see it from your perspective of what it would be like in your shoes. If you can effectively do that in the right tactful way, that's that's one of the best ways to reach resolve on this. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be this once again this fighting confrontational. Well, how the fuck would you feel if the, you know it's not that? It's it's time out. Take a second. Mm-hmm. Let's just say the shoe is on the other foot. And my ex called me and said, "Hey, I don't know how to, you know." make this dinner tonight for our child who has to eat. Could you come over here and cook us dinner? Would you be okay with that? Because that's a pretty good comparison of my ch- your child and I can't ride around in a car together, so come over and fix my car. Well, now your child can't eat. W- would you be okay with that if your current partner went over to their ex's house to do something for them? And if the answer is no, then there you go. Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, is it really yes? Or are you just saying yes because you don't want to admit you're wrong? And it's not really about admitting wrong. It's just, it's okay to be like, well, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's not really saying I'm wrong, but it is okay to acknowledge that, you know what, you've got a good point. Mm-hmm. You're right about this. I, I don't look at it that way, but I will start looking at it that way from here on out. I know. I think that, like, honestly, listening to, to our podcast together as a couple and hearing us or, or or even if you're not listening together and then you listen and by yourself and then you go and tell your your partner like this is you know we need to do this or whatever or you need to look at things where i'm coming from i think that <laughs> the way that that we are trying to explain it to you all is to take the confrontation out yeah just have a conversation uh-huh. no confrontation just conversation yeah because i think that uh, coming off saying like, well, this is what Seth and Crystal said, or whatever. It, it's gonna come off just accusatory. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that people that probably listen to me on here are like, well, Seth's the kind of guy that just has to know that he's right. And I spent 12 years with someone who knew that they were right, and I would willingly admit that I was wrong, whether I was wrong or right. And, it's, and I just longed during that 12-year relationship for a partner who we could have a conversation about something without it turning into, well, you won this one, or I lost this one, or I hope you're happy getting your way, mm-hmm. because that's not what I'm trying to do. And that's not how I am professionally, personally, friendship-wise, relationship-wise, whatever. I just really want to be able to say, well, before, it's not you admitting you're wrong, or me admitting I'm right, or vice versa, it's... What's the best decision to make here? Mm-hmm. And as long as the best decision is what's best for our relationship, it doesn't need a tag of you were right and you were wrong. It's conversation over confrontation. Yeah, I know. TM. I, I just trademarked that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just trademarked that right here. Oh on my the air. gosh, you're a dork. <laughs> I, need to make a, I need to make a shirt. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> but moving on, we. Another one that we were talking about is you are asking mutual friends about your ex. Mm -hmm. And I I think that, I don't know, I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that, you know, you have a lot of friends together and all that. And, like, me and my ex, we had friends together, but 
I guess I, I cut off all ties from those people. Not even on purpose. It was just natural. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't like, oh, I choose them or they chose him or, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, I, I'm, I was moving on. I wanted to move on in my life. It's, mm-hmm. I'm not going to communicate with those people anymore. Well, I, I think you kind of looked at the same way that we were just talking about the family stuff. People, people feel that they can't, that, that they still need that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, to friends, to whatever. You know, I, I was very fortunate that my ex and I were both from two completely different states. We didn't have any mutual friends getting in the relationship. We didn't really create any mutual friends after the relationship. Um, we had some that kind of knew, but that knew both of us, but they were pretty obviously one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't have a whole lot of friends, and she didn't have a whole lot of friends. And the friends that she had, I wasn't close to, and the friends I had, she wasn't close to. Mm-hmm. And so when we split, we didn't even have the option to be like, oh, yeah, your ex, you know, I talked to your ex the other day. They were asking about you or anything like that. So it was not even the opportunity did not exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, I, I don't know if it would be hypocritical to be like, well, I wouldn't have asked anyway. I mean, that's... I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have because I'm just not like that. Um, but that was a much different situation than someone like you mm-hmm. who, you know, grew for, for I was going to say, for all intents and purposes, grew up in the same area. You kind of had similar friends. You had similar circles. You had similar interests. Geographically, you were, everybody was kind of in the same pocket. And so you had less of an opportunity to get away from that than I did. Mm-hmm. I know. Until we, until obviously now we move. Right. Uh huh. And I think that uh, for me, because when when we first got together, um, Seth lived about forty five minutes away from my house, and so I would go over to your house, and I would stay the night and stuff. And it was like nice being in that area, trying to. Because we, you didn't ever have to worry about running in it. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Like even when I was alone there, mm-hmm. like I would, I would go over there um, before you even got home, and I would go like to the little shopping area, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then come to your house and cook dinner or whatever, and like just being out there was it just felt nice, <laughs> like you said to. To not be able to... To not have to worry about running into anybody. Yeah. Um, I liked that. Well, because you, you don't really want people to even ask. Oh, how's, how's your ex? How's so-and-so? Because they don't know your exes. Uh-huh. Oh, how's so-and-so? Yeah. And you just... You don't want to have the conversations. You don't want to run... You, of course, don't want to run into your ex, but you don't want to run into their friends. You don't want to run into their family. You don't want to run into your friends or family who may ask about it. Uh-huh. So it's nice to just be able to get away, and that's... I never even had to deal with that because it was just a natural... None of those issues didn't exist for me anyway. I know. Uh Uh-huh. But, I don't know. I, um... I, with, with like, the mutual friends and stuff, though, I I really did just cut them all out. And I think that I'm friends with a couple of them on Facebook, but it's, like, not any interaction. And some people that I was, I was friends with, this, they were, you know, they have been like, They oh were my friends gosh. with him first, right? Um, 
well, there's one couple specifically that I'm thinking well, of. Well, that's what I thought they were. Yeah. No, they were friends with both of us. Oh, okay. For, yeah, like... But like they knew us after they met me and knew what you went through. Yeah, they were like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that mm-hmm. that you are that you left him and that you're in a better situation now." And so there, you know, those are the types of people that I mm-hmm. wanted to stay connected with, and uh, you know, that I I really I, they they saw how bad of a situation that I was in. And they're like, thank God she's out of that. Right. You know, he was not good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that trying to keep in touch with... Uh, Did you see Blake? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's cute. Our little dog over here is making funny faces. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, keeping in touch with them and and asking about your ex, that's not thats not a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it even irritates me when... Like people willingly just give you an update. Yeah, I'm like okay. Oh, I ran into your ex the other day. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. So yeah, they right. asked about you. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah, I know, and I'm like, and it's just awkward. Mm-hmm. It's really awkward, and to the people that are doing that to other people, just stop, because it's it doesn't make the person like feel like oh i wonder how they're doing Mm -hmm. oh thank you for telling me that yeah you're like why in the fuck are you telling me this Mm -hmm. who cares like and even it's even worse if they say it like around your current partner too because you you just know it's even more uncomfortable taking an intentional jab yeah at doing that and you just know you just wonder well geez i wonder how my partner feels about Mm -hmm. well at least I guess a good human being would feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how my partner feels about that because I don't feel good about them bringing this shit up. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they they have to say how their life is going or whatever, good or bad. Yeah. You know, it's just don't bring it up, period. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is you're, oh, you're still connected on social media. Yeah, you should not be connecting on social media with the ex. Mm-hmm. Whether you have kids or not. I don't care if you're trying to share photos. That's what Google Drive is for. Whatever it is, you should not be connected. You don't need to see what they're doing with their new life. They don't need to see what you're doing with yours. And if you're that nosy about it, you're really not over your ex. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that happened on, e- even, even whenever, I was never friends on social media with my ex at all. But I didn't have her blocked or have my account set to private or anything. And she would use what I was doing recreationally, going golfing, Mm -hmm. whatever, against me. Like, well, you should have money to do this. And so when your dad would take me out golfing, Mm -hmm. she would be like, well, I saw you went golfing. If you can afford golf clubs and cart and and green fees and all that, you can afford this. Well, I didn't pay for any of that. You took it completely. But I'm not going to put on here, hey, I'm a freeloader and somebody paid for me to do all this shit this weekend. (laughs) Right. So I was like, I thought my son was telling her Mm -hmm. about it. And then I found out he wasn't. She was actually spying. And I was like, all right, well, you you got to cut that out. I didn't look to see what she was doing. I didn't care. Yeah. But she was obviously looking at what I'm doing. I know. Well, and I think that I think it's a, a woman thing. I think that a lot of women, maybe dudes, do it too. But obviously, I think that, dudes do it too. Look at what happened at the old gym. Oh, I know. That's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. But 
But I was thinking a lot. Well, maybe bitch dudes do it, but little beta bitches. <laughs> Sorry, that's mean. But uh, but I think that a lot of women do that though, and they look up, they look and see what their ex is doing, and see if they're. I don't know. Even if even if they have a new girlfriend. Yeah, and then something. to make fun of the new girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, did you see this ugly little bitch he's dating? It's like what? You. Why do you care? Yeah. What what good is that doing for you to even know that? Yeah. You know. I know. Uh-huh. Well, that's the other thing like with with people like bringing up, "Oh yeah. Yeah, they have a new girlfriend." And it's like, "Who cares?" Mm-hmm. Well, I don't I don't care. <laughs> yeah. What what reaction do you want from me? Do you want me to act jealous? Do you want me to act happy? Cuz I literally in middle of the road could give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So telling me does nothing at all. Well, except I know. Piss me off. I, I mean, I guess like with you, with with your with you with your ex, it's like you pretty much know what's going on, kind of, because you have a child with them with mm-hmm. her, you know. But and I would and, and get... it's and it's almost like oh that poor bastard. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. That's how I felt when my son would tell me what was going on over there, I, I felt, I was like, man, maybe we should see if he wanted to come stay with us for a while. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I felt, I felt so bad for him. Yeah, I know. Like, oh man, you poor guy. <laughs> you poor bastard. But, uh, but being, I mean, being friends with them on social media, that's not, it's not good. Um, I think that, like when, when Seth and I, started well it wasn't even when we started dating i think we were already married by then because i remember i was driving home and we were talking on the phone and uh you said something about an ex or something and i said well i'm not friends with mm-hmm. yeah we were married yeah we were married and we were living in Roxborough. i said i think i asked i think i asked like uh it wasn't a hype hypothetical but i think it was just like oh do you ever see like an ex on there that says this it was just something yeah. general uh-huh. it wasn't like an ex in you it was just like oh do you ever see like an ex in this and you're like you're just like well i don't i'm not friends with any of my exes on social media and i was just like like any of them because uh-huh. i had like high school exes or like a date or two ex i don't know if you call them exes but somebody I did something with we went to dinner or something I was friends with some exes in some way shape or form on social media and we had never talked about it and I was just like well you're you're not friends with any of them like even from like high school and middle school and you were like no and I was like huh all right so I went and deleted all of the exes that I had off of my off my page yeah and it wasn't like you being like well you need you need to get rid of those get those bitches off of here (laughs) But that's what I was wanting. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm just I, I knew. I'm an intuitive partner, <laughs> right? I know. So, I, it's it's never a good thing, though. But it was for me. It was really it was really kind of that. What am I getting out of this anyway? Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not happy for him. I'm not upset for him. I'm not still wanting. I'm not jealous. It's it's really just. I'm as equally irritated with their bullshit posts as I am everybody else. Mm-hmm. But you kind of feel pressured, like. I'm a big person too, so I can be friends with an ex. It's almost like a status symbol of maturity. Yeah. That I'm such an adult and I'm so over it, it doesn't phase me at all to see them live their happy life. When, just like I said, it's not that I'm happy, it's not that I'm sad. I could really just give a shit. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't care what they do. I don't. I, I'm. 
I don't even give like the fake like. I just roll my eyes and keep scrolling. I'm not, you know, I don't even give the encouraging like if I think it's annoying. And so I was just like, why am I, why am I even connected with him? Why do I have 600 friends and I care about, I care least about 598 of them. So let's just get rid of them, because I could, I don't care. And so, I was, it wasn't just exes that time. I got rid of all kinds of people. I was yeah. like, well, I don't. They annoy me. They who cares? I don't give a shit. Man, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of purged everything. At that yeah, point. yeah, I know. And I've had exes reach out. Uh huh. And be like, friend request, and I was like, hmm. yeah, nope. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that you ain't over this. <laughs> it's been twenty years. You ain't over this. Oh my gosh! Shut up. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> Uh, so another one that we that I think is really a big one actually is you keep on you hold on to sentimental items. Yep, we we've seen people do this with jewelry. Yeah. We've seen it with photos. We've seen it with a card. We've seen it with a trinket. We've seen it with a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. There's something sentimental that you feel the need to hold on to. And you try to justify it in some non-sentimental way mm-hmm. when that's part of the closure process. Just get rid of that shit. Don't keep that shoebox yeah. hidden in your closet of shit. Burn that shoebox. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you'll always have memories of mm-hmm. your ex. Like You can't get rid of those, but you shouldn't hold on to a box full of memories. Yeah, physical mementos. Yeah. I think that that's one of the challenges I had when, when uh, my ex and I got divorced was what do I get rid of because and what do I keep because for my son because uh-huh. I didn't want to like our history is his history so it's like I don't want to get rid of that so I I had a box of stuff that at some point in time if he wants or feels he needs to look at or keep he can have it mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not anything on a rainy day. I go pick through on the floor of my closet and get sentimental over, mm-hmm. you know. And it was really just kind of bare minimum stuff like a baby book and scrapbooks and clothes and, and things like that that he may want mm-hmm. or to have. But I don't know from from a kid's perspective, like, do you want pictures of you and your parents together even though you know they're not together <laughs> like because you're not going to obviously put that in your house oh you shouldn't i don't right think, i mean that's just I don't, disrespectful i, I, don't know. Yeah. I think but because i mean even with my mom passing away i wouldn't expect my dad to ever have pictures old of family photos hanging of us, yeah you know in in his house mm-hmm. with his new wife like that right. would be weird yeah. and I, I feel for I would feel for the new wife right you know like okay and even though even with it being my mom mm-hmm. passed away it's, right it's it's a little bit different but mm-hmm. it's still that would almost be more excusable though yeah but I it's don't not think, an ex but it's I, don't, I still don't think that it's excusable right. even with it being with him being a widow Mm-hmm. Or would it work? Would it work? But but so then I guess the the question is like goes back to to the kids because we have a big wedding mural mm-hmm. over there of all of us and stuff and so it's not fair for us to be like well it was our wedding day 
well, we need to take those down because those people aren't here anymore. They're not married to them or there's a new person or whatever, right? Well, if, so if it was just a, an ex, if it was just like, if my, if it was my parents and they just got divorced. No, I'm just saying in any way. Just period. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> now I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I mean, I, I I look at it because it's like the those are our memories of that day, regardless of what the current state is. Mm-hmm. We're not the ones that are with someone else, so it's okay for it's us okay for us. That's what I'm saying. Like from the, from a child's okay perspective of child. exes, yeah. Does it would it be reasonable for a parent to be like you need to take those pictures down? And I guess when there is a deceased, it is completely different. It mm-hmm. is. It has to be. Mm-hmm. But even if it's even if they weren't, I don't know if it would still be fair for for you to tell yeah. Seth like uh uh-uh, uh you can't have that. Yeah, picture if Seth was like oh here's a picture of the three of us from when I was whatever, this was a great day of my memory. And, and I guess that's it. If it's your memory, nobody can tell you that that should be negative or not, uh-huh. right? Yeah, I know. That's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, it is weird. I mean, because we've, we've went over to friends' houses and stuff that that have pictures of their exes and stuff, like in photo albums and stuff like that. And for us, I mean, it's we, we're just kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird. Weird, but. Yeah. I I mean for other people I guess it's it's their normal I mm-hmm. guess but maybe it really is just well that that was the past and it's not how it is so uh-huh. it's I mean, not like I it's don't... plastered all over the wall yeah and like I like I said um, I think in a previous episode because I got rid of everything on social media mm-hmm. and you know with memories popping up and stuff it's I couldn't imagine like uh, the only memories that I that I get are bad memories that me being irritated about. With and it was my just ex. like a status update. Yeah, it wasn't a photo. It wasn't or a photo. I deleted all of the photos of us together. Mm-hmm. And that's still something I see on social media of they still have photos of them and their ex together. You know what? You know what else I've seen is like photos of people at their wedding. It may not, it may not be with their ex, but it may be with like a grandfather or. Yeah, something. It's a picture of their wedding day with their ex, not but with their not, ex in the picture. Yeah. yeah, just like that. It's the picture of you as a bride on your previous wedding day, by yourself with a family or whatever. This was such a a great time or whatever, and it's like no, that was your last wedding. You should not be resharing photos from your first or second marriage now that you're on number two or number three yeah i don't yeah it's weird (laughs) yeah i've seen that too i'm like what yeah why why are you sharing that when you're why are you keeping those well and that's i've I've seen people on 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 social media people i went to high school with that have all they have an album titled wedding day Mm -hmm. they're not married and the wedding day is just photos of them because they think they look so gorgeous in their wedding oh dress. Oh my gosh, really? They just want to share photos. So the, the groom that they're not married to anymore is not there. That's ridiculous. And so they somehow think that, well, it's okay. It was my wedding day. I looked really pretty that day, so I still want to showcase that. It's like, no. Close that chapter and move on. Yeah. I think that I remember when whenever I was, when I was moving in with you and 
Well, I think I had already lived with you for a while, but I still had like, I don't know, my yearbooks and mm. stuff at my parents' house and stuff like that, and old prom pictures and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, what do you do with that stuff? You know, like I just think that it's weird to to hold on to it. And <coughs> well, I think I that... guess maybe especially for me because I'm I'm not gonna have kids. It's not like and that's where I was going with it. I think that. I remember as a kid, I used to get a kick out of looking at my parents' old photos. Oh, me too. I, <laughs> I, I would sit there and just flip through them, like, who's that? Who's this? When was this? This uh-huh. was you? Oh my gosh. And so that was fun. Uh-huh. So I, I kind of look at it from that perspective, like, you know, if my son ever wants to see me at, you know, 16 years old going to the prom with somebody, it's a goofy, funny picture. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think so. I probably looked really handsome. Oh, God. But in his eyes, it may be goofy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very but, goofy. You know, I, I, is that? But do you keep keep it for that entertainment purpose alone, or? I know. Or what? Uh huh. Well, and what do I keep it for? And, and nobody has that anymore. I mean, we're, that's all phased out. It's all on social media. Yeah. And so it's like, is it the same thing for me to have an album of photos tucked away in a box in an attic somewhere that? my child can look at if and when he ever wants to is that the same thing as somebody saying well i have an extra folder on facebook of my ex and all of us together that if my children ever want to look at they can because i think that's where we're heading where it is the same i guess that's true i need to quit passing so much judgment over here (laughs) i guess it's hard for me to understand or relate sometimes because i don't have children Mm -hmm. and and it's not gonna be it's not like oh look at like, it's not like Seth's going to be like, oh, look at Crystal when she was this age, mm-hmm. you know? Because I was, I wasn't that, I guess I wasn't that much older than him, really. And he's not going to think that it was some funny, weird little... Well, it's not like looking back you know, at the two, 80s two decades away. Whenever, yeah, when yeah. my parents were uh, in high school and mm-hmm. stuff with their, my dad with the fro and... My mom with a big old poof or whatever. Yeah. You look at those pictures and you're like, oh my God. Well, see, that, I mean, that, that's, I, I look at like when my prom pictures would have been just three years before he was born. Uh-huh. So it's not like, because, you know, he was born in the 90s. I graduated and went, you know, to middle school and high school in the 90s. So yeah. I didn't, I don't have this whole, you know, it's not like I did all that in the 70s where there was this huge trendy <laughs> gap of what the hell happened. Uh-huh. You know, I know. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it kind of depends on some of that stuff. Yeah, so. but I guess like when he has kids and stuff, they may want to look at those things though too. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. be like, oh my gosh, look at how funny they look or yeah. whatever. Uh, <laughs> because at that point, they're probably going to be like, oh my gosh, jeez, look at their hairdo or whatever. Right. You know, but I, I think that like I end up looking at old photos like of your mom and stuff mm-hmm. when she was in high school, like oh. Those are so cute. Right. I really like those. Um, But, uh, so yeah, holding on to, I guess we kind of got off track, but holding on to those sentimental items, we we don't think that you should should do that. I mean, it's, I don't have, I don't have any sentimental items that I ever held on to. I don't think with any ex, Mm -hmm. even, you know, when I was in high school, I didn't like, Hold on to a piece of jewelry with the ex before my yeah my old ex. Um, 
But the lastly, last thing we have on here is you you purposely remember the good times. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of tie this you, into what I said at the beginning. Kind of hit on the it deceased a bit. one. Uh huh. But people tend to. I, I, I think that this is the biggest clue out of all these. And this is the last one, right? Yeah. I think this is the biggest clue that somebody hasn't gotten over it or moved on. Is when you romanticize your past relationship. And it really is kind of the same thing as the... You don't say anything negative, but you just say positive stuff. But you're doing this internally. You're just remembering good times. Every... You know, when you, you go to... When, you know, when a movie comes on HBO that you watch, you're like, oh, I remember us watching this together. But you don't remember you guys fighting over what to get in the theater for the food. You don't remember the argument of, hurry up and get ready, we're going to be late. You don't remember, make up your mind on the goddamn soda you want to order. And This is where we have to sit? Great. We're, we missed the previews. You don't remember all the bad shit. You're just like, oh, that was a movie my ex and I went and saw together. And so when you start to purposely compartmentalize just the good stuff, and forget the negative or really downplay the negative, I, I don't think you've really reached that full point of closure yet. And you really see this with that deceased ex mm-hmm. uh, of what we talked about earlier, where because nobody wants to say anything negative or bad about the dead, they everything was just ice cream and rainbows. Yeah. And it's like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, you don't have to say what all the bad stuff is, but don't overcompensate to try to make the bad stuff disappear well and like i think that you could keep that shit to yourself all of it you know yeah right? you you had i mean everybody has good times in all of their relationships that they're in um and you don't you don't have to bring that up to your current partner you know like Seth isn't going to say, oh, yeah, me and my ex, we went and saw this movie together. And, you know, oh, I really like this movie. Me and my ex saw it together for the first time Mm -hmm. in the movie theater. He's going to say, he may say, oh, I went and saw this movie. Have you seen this? It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not going to say the story behind it. Right. Him and his ex did this together because that would make me feel for, shitty. From one side of the coin to the other. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it from that perspective, but I also wouldn't do it like, I can't watch this. My ex was into that. Oh, I know. Because that's still showing that you're allowing them to control your emotions. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, and it was funny because there, there was a show that my ex and I started watching that I never got to finish. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to watch it, and you were like, I don't know if I want to watch that because that was... You've told me that you and your ex. Started yeah, that. I didn't like that. I it was a uh, true, true blood. blood, true blood, and I was like, it would just, it just kind of irritated me that like, why do you want to watch this? Well, and my experiences with it with my ex were very negative, as well because uh-huh. she was very vocal about her attraction to characters on the TV show, which made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I still really wanted to see what happened in the show because it had really just started coming out when her and I split up and yeah. we didn't make it very far and and uh, we finally sat down and watched it and it was awesome absolutely enjoyed it yeah, I had a blast really watching it got hooked on it and yeah it was that good experience 
and new memory completely replaced a negative yeah. experience I had with it. Uh-huh. Um, but I would not have been like, we can't watch that because my ex had a crush on that character. Oh, I know. You know, yeah. and you've kind of had the same uh-huh. similarities with with actresses and stuff like that. Where oh gosh, I know. We've yeah. been like. You have to get past that. And uh-huh. I think that that really is a true sign of, of closure is uh-huh. when you don't let those things get to impact you. what you're currently trying to do now. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, and I think that, like, I guess my advice would be, like, to, to you, like, if, if, if we were to redo it all over again, like, to not say, oh, me and my ex watched that together mm-hmm. so my advice would be to other people to not just don't well, say it, it, it but it came out of it wasn't it wasn't really oh, i want to finish this my ex and i started we didn't get to finish it uh-huh. it was it was really the story of here's what my ex said about these guys in the show yeah and that really bothered me uh-huh. by the way it was a really cool show and i was kind of enjoying it but I never got to finish it. Uh-huh. And so it wasn't it wasn't really what we were saying. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this was something my ex and I did. You and I should do this too. Uh-huh. It was more of the, here's how my ex traumatized me <laughs> with this. But the side piece was, I really kind of wanted to see how that ended. Yeah. And I never got to. Uh-huh. I know. I know. And I'm glad that I got over it mm-hmm. and was like, yeah, that's... Like, why would I still be... Why would I be irritated about that when, one, it, he didn't have a good experience mm-hmm. with her watching it anyway, and then, I mean, hold me back from watching a good show. Right, it, yeah. was, it was really good. Was I really liked that show. Um, but, I mean, just um, trying to remember the just the good times, mm-hmm. though, from... From the past. Your yeah. past experiences with your ex and stuff. I mean, you you guys are an, you are exes for a reason. Mm-hmm. And there was obviously bad times. So you don't need to romanticize things and make it seem like everything was, everything was just great and hunky-dory. Yep. It was, you had shitty times and that's why you guys are not together anymore. So... Let that be. Yeah. That's fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything else no, to, to add to it, though. Yeah. Um, we talked about this longer than I thought we would. So. I know. We, we really did. Um, but, as always, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Um, go to our website, marriageontherocks.net. Purchase you some new gear. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Thanks.